0: views expressed on the international internet strangers mixtape do not necessarily reflect the views of the united states the united kingdom their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals or postal services jesus was canceled hey there beautiful babies um, so scheduling problems uh, this week, so probably a short little episode uh, unless Zen gets the podcast invite sometime soon. Um, Otherwise, I'm just going to give y'all a little update and make sure we got something out for you to hear. And then I, you know, I got got kids, man. I got to go do stuff. Anyway. uh, Yeah, so last week's uh, Prince episode was very exciting uh there's been a great response from me living my life after having recorded that prince episode Uh, i took the opportunity um on the 21st to listen to uh the gold experience which i was hoping to talk to zen about because i hadn't actually listened to the whole album before uh and love sexy and 1994's come always classy um, uh, it's funny listening to, uh, the gold experience and then come because they were supposed to, or Prince, what Prince wanted to do was release them simultaneously. Uh, so he could, you know, work his way out of the, the Warner brothers contract. He wanted, uh, anyhow, so he wanted, uh, the two albums to come out at the same time, gold experience under the new unpronounceable symbol name, and then Uh, the name Prince on the other album ended up about a year apart. But when you you listen to those albums that closely together, you can really tell uh, that he was trying to tank come not because it's bad content, but it's difficult content all together at once. Like, I I don't know if there is a more sexually expressive I say explicit, but that's got like negative connotations, but sexually expressive album, but it's not just that. Cause if it was just that you can market that, but it's also got, you know, uh, political material and that, you know, can turn off some listeners and, uh, song about child abuse. So kind of mixing it in there really kind of making a, a difficult, difficult record. So, uh, that was my experience. That was a, a, I don't know. There might have been some other stuff I wanted to bring up, but without my co-host, it's uh, a little tougher. Jesus was canceled. Still got the sounds, so don't worry about that. Utah is a special place. Uh, the other piece of Prince news, uh, the other, like I guess, follow-up is uh, Third Man Records, Jack White's record label, has uh, gotten the rights to release. I think we did mention this on the on the show last week, Camille, which was an album that Prince had recorded as this other character's persona, Camille. There's sped up vocals and um, some other things to make him sound more feminine. Uh, all the songs from Camille have been released in other places. A uh, couple were on Sign of the Times, and uh, but you know a lot of B sides, a lot of soundtrack stuff. So that's all going to be coming out. Um, as one uh, one unit. I think that's gonna be it for this uh, this episode, but I mean,
1: gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence.
0: I got the soundboard still and that's good. Uh, but yeah, so stick around, stay stay subscribed. That's what I advise. It's a good subscribe to have. Oh hey, look who it is! Hey,
1: whoa hey, Deary me! Um, do you have to go? Uh,
0: no, I I think I'm okay. Um, maybe a, a a shorter one. I was actually just recording a little a little filler just to put something out. You know?
1: Yeah, cool. God, your hair grows really fast. Yeah, it's
0: wild. <laughs> I was I was wanting to like grow it out because i got a, a gift certificate for a haircut um mm. and but i keep you know buzzing it myself and and everything so I, I wanted to let it grow out so there's something to cut but it's also really obnoxious at this length <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i know them Hi.
0: Uh, uh yeah so i was just uh catching the beautiful babies up on Uh, a couple of things, Uh, Third Man Records, I don't know if you heard about this, is going to release Camille, Prince's.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So that's, uh, I don't have a a date. I actually have the article pulled up. It might have something. But uh,
1: Mm.
0: yeah, they're going to do that. It's eight songs. Uh, Apparently they've all uh, become available elsewhere uh, at some point.
1: As, As in like the estate has publish them or just like bootlegs and stuff oh uh
0: well housequake strange relationship and if i was your girlfriend or on sign of the times
1: oh yeah 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 sure feel
0: you up is a b-side to party man shock at delica is the b-side to if i was your girlfriend good love appears on the bright lights big city soundtrack and rock hard in a funky place is on the black album Uh, and then the last one rebirth of the flesh was on the uh 2020 super deluxe reissue of sign of the times nice so those are let's see it doesn't look like there's a release date
1: that'd be a fun one
0: looking forward to that and i like that third man records is gonna gonna do it
1: Hmm.
0: um yeah so there's that uh and then i listened to uh the gold experience oh yeah yeah yeah. which because i i i told you i bought it for the mm. for the show so that was a fun uh opportunity there i yeah i hadn't actually listened to it before oh here's a weird thing that happened with it so i bought it from from itunes and mm. i was listening through and it went from like i was kind of checking the playlist while i was at work trying to see what's coming up and it went from uh NPG operator number six right into gold. I was like, well, no, isn't it supposed to play I hate you? I hate you in between there. And so mm. I went back and I tried tapping right on I hate you and it wouldn't play. It's like, that's weird. So when I got home, I got on the computer, double clicked I hate you, and it uh, brought up a, a iTunes prompt saying, hey, you got to authorize this computer to play music. Every other song plays fine. And even after I put in my iTunes or my Apple ID, same thing. So How it's strange. acting as though that... that one track was purchased by someone else.
1: I mean it's it's not like extremely explicit or anything compared to everything compared else. To, or... Yeah, the
0: rest of the, the album you got <laughs> uh, yeah, P Control and Billy Jack bitch yeah, yeah. I guess Endorphin Machine's not explicit. It's fun though.
1: It is fun. It's, yeah. Was it you saying the other day? Someone was saying it's like his his most rock song that he's probably ever oh, that was
0: That was on that uh, Twitter thread of uh, the music videos. That's right, yeah, yeah. Where we found out that it was unlocked uh, by playing Prince's CD-ROM game, so... We, we, uh, yeah in retrospect
1: that. i feel like i feel like such a fool for being like oh no you know prince probably wasn't even into computer games i don't know why he'd do that it wouldn't have been up to prince aside from anything else it would have been some ar person at his record label like you've got to get into this video game thing man you know
0: no i think i think it was him because he, he he's a he's a computer guy like if you watch hmm. the uh the video for bat dance there's there's Prince dancing around with everyone in the Gemini character, but there's also Studio Nerd Prince surrounded by synthesizers yeah. and guitars and stuff.
1: Well, this is true, and as we were talking about the other day, um, when he announced the the name change, um, yeah,
0: uh, he he sent out
1: was it a floppy? Disk? Uh, yeah, it
0: must have been sent yeah. sent floppy disk out to the the news. Uh, news media so that they had the glyph they could put in their in their stories
1: yeah yeah love it
0: that's awesome yeah so yeah i had a, had a good time with that one what other songs are on there um now oh dolphin i listened to dolphin and watched the video again for the first <laughs> time in what 20 years about almost 30 years and uh yeah it's a it's a song I,
1: I i I still i find that so weird <laughs> that that was the first the first song on mtv europe uh, vh1 vh1 yeah. yeah so weird
0: I, I don't know it's i mean it's a it's a good enough song it's i don't know the best song the best single on the gold experience
1: i mean i guess like you know if your choices are like i mean any prince song it's like we could we could launch with a prince yeah. song okay Okay, I don't care what song it is. Let's do that, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, Dolphin. Um and then I so for, for the listeners this is going to be kind of a repeat. The other thing I was I was saying cuz I listened to three albums that day. I listened to uh, The Gold Experience, I listened to Love Sexy, and I listened to Come. Lovely. Um <laughs> have have you heard it?
1: It's no. it's a real
0: experience <laughs> of an album. So most of uh The Gold
1: what what kind of era was that
0: one? It was one? recorded uh, uh, the about the same time, as, or same sessions as most of the songs on The Gold Experience. Oh, okay. Uh, in fact, Endorphin Machine was originally on the Come playlist, and yeah. they're all one-word titles, so that's why Endorphin Machine is... Although that happens a lot in Prince titles where it's all mashed up into one word. Um, yeah. But he wanted to put out both albums simultaneously uh, gold experience under the symbol name and then come as the last prince album uh, it mm-hmm. even on the the album cover has 1958 to 1993 like birth and death dates <laughs> right and he wanted to put them out kind of to test like see which one sold better but listening to come it really feels like he was trying to tank it because it's it's dark like the gold experience it's fun like big so fun bouncy funky rock and roll all over the place it's Mm. it's sexy it's but the so the song come the opening track is 11 minutes long
1: wow right and
0: uh let me see i got the track listing here take a look because it's not just that it's the most sexually explicit album I think I've ever heard. Um, but there's also um, like the song "Papa is a Child Abuse" song." It is very new metal.
1: Oh damn. Uh,
0: the song "Race." Yeah." Um, and it's all very dark, but also like it's difficult. It's not bad at any point. Like none of the songs mm. are awful, but it's a tough one to sell. And So it, it really mm. does feel like he was trying to to really boost the gold experience by putting out such a, a dark, <laughs> difficult-to-get-into record.
1: Wow. Uh, it's quite the tactic. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that. Although I have to say, every time that you say the title of the album, <laughs> it makes me feel very uncomfortable. No, so- <laughs> you, you're not
0: alone. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Did you have any anything else you want to uh, bring to the top of the show?
1: Um, let's see. Following up on Prince, I mean, yeah, just as ever when we do those things, I'm sure we got lots of things oh, wrong, sure. but you know, we're uh, we're we're passionate, not necessarily knowledgeable. Yeah. So yeah.
0: All right. So then, do we want to get into the the mix?
1: Yeah, if we've got time, we could do a few yeah, tracks. Let's do, let's do a couple. Um, more. So do you remember the context for this? Cause I mean, the title of the mix mm-hmm. suggests to me some sort of backstory that I can't remember.
0: <laughs> ah, well I was I was hoping you'd have uh, a little more. So this this goes back to your message boards. Mm. And i do not remember what the competition what it was it was a simple trivia question you know the first person to answer gets a, a mix and right, i was not right, the right, first right. to answer but i i did know it and i made some kind of argument that i also <laughs> deserve something so i got a, a, a prize up prize. For the first runner up perfect yeah, yeah
1: that makes sense um so I, I recently rediscovered um, that my old live journal still exists, oh, yeah. which is a bit terrifying. Um, so I was trying to kind of... Because it, it would have been around that time. You know,
0: 2003, but... I would think. Mm. Yeah, the, the summer after my first year of college, I think it was.
1: Well, I, I think based on some of the stuff that I've included here, it might even have been 2002. Would that make sense?
0: Um, It, it might be. Be. I because I mm. I remember it more, listening to it more back home, after college, uh, mm. but I may have gotten it while I was still there. So that would have been, but it would have been you know late. Uh, yeah, maybe I got it around Christmas while I was back home. Could have been, mm. but
1: damn these little gray cells. Yeah,
0: I, I've I've always logged it as a, a 2003 production
1: mm. it's quite possible it's quite possible but you wouldn't know that from listening to the first few tracks oh that's true <laughs> um,
0: that's true yeah all right uh should i go ahead and start with the
1: uh... let's get all into right, it let's let's, let's jump do into the first track, track. One. Bloody great soul, absolutely! Uh, talk show host by Radiohead. So, I was going to ask you actually, um, what version you selected to play? Because I almost certainly put the the version from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack.
0: Yeah. On your mix, so the, the so what we have here, I've taken these from the MP3s ripped from the original. oh wow okay yeah so these these are all definitively the same same version
1: ah cool okay so yeah so so this this was um this was actually the b-side to to street spirit fade out okay in 96 i think i did write it down somewhere yeah 96 um but it never appeared on on an album or anything um but then it was remixed for the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack Ooh, in ninety seven okay so it's slightly different versions um and I think the the b side version is a bit bit more guitar heavy maybe this one's a bit more kind of slinky
0: trip-hop. and yeah
1: yeah slinky is a great word it's definitely a slinky song um so I think I was having a kind of i mean I was obsessed with Romeo and Juliet when it came out sure. in ninety seven it's easy to do its it was it was so good, but you know, I was eleven and and fancied Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. So who didn't? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I must have been having a kind of um, retro '90s nostalgia phase when I was putting this together. Yeah, yeah, but so- yeah, just really great. Um, and for anyone who's not seen Romeo and Juliet watch it it's really good um, but this song is used in the scene that kind of introduces Romeo for the first time and it's just really moody and oh you know, yeah
0: it's got that Boslerman lighting and
1: yeah you've got like the sunset in the background and like this kind of like disused abandoned kind of amphitheater theater kind yeah. of thing um yeah and he's looking very brooding and like reciting poetry and stuff you know <laughs>
0: Uh yeah well here here's, yeah. here's here's the thing about the song.
1: This is the sexiest song that was ever written. Sure, yeah.
0: I love it's uh that's that's from a live version of Radiohead covering nobody does it better.
1: Oh.
0: But I thought it was it was great to drop in. This is the sexiest song that was ever written.
1: I mean, yeah, to be fair, their cover of nobody does it better is very sexy.
0: It truly. But, yeah.
1: I don't know. I I think. I mean, it's hard to say because I'm not the musical thesaurus that you are. But um, I, I feel like this is this is one of the one of the greatest B sides. Oh yeah, it's up there.
0: Yeah, and especially from a band with a good depth of B sides like Radiohead. B sides, EP tracks, uh, soundtrack numbers mm. that. Yeah, this definitely definitely is one of the standouts among among all that. I I sometimes forget like what is a B-side and what was on the Bends cuz Yeah. Okay computer, I I stuck with Real Close and I like I know Okay computer very very well. Mm-hmm. But uh The Bends and Pablo Honey, it's all mixed in with the the B-sides and the EPs from that era.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. I totally get that. I think one of the reasons that those albums are very clear for me is because my sister was a massive Radiohead fan, oh sure, and had the uh, the songbooks for guitar for oh, the albums. Cool. Um, so I I tried and failed, <laughs> yeah, to learn to learn a lot of Radiohead songs. I can just about do Fake Plastic Trees because it's quite easy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's the thing about like, oh, I want to learn some Radioheads. You might pull off, uh, you know, obviously the acoustic version of Creep. That's accessible. Yeah. High and dry. Uh, high and dry I was going to say. Yeah. Um maybe maybe a karma police. Oh, transpose right. it for guitar. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's yeah, it's a, a trickier one.
1: Mm. But yeah, for for me it was like, you know, there was the Pablo Honey book. There was the Ben's book.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, okay.
1: You know, later there was the OK computer book. Um but yeah. No, some really really fantastic pieces of music to to come out of that that period for sure um so just one more note on this is that the the remix the version that appears on the romeo and juliet soundtrack was oh. the, the nelly hooper remix
0: okay um that sounds familiar
1: yeah yeah i don't know who nelly hooper is uh but we will see them again on this mix oh, very really? soon <laughs> yeah ah,
0: okay yeah. um Oh, a thing that just came to me thinking of that era of Radiohead B sides and movies, the song mm. uh, "Big Boots Man of War."
1: I do not know that one.
0: Oh, "Big Boots" was written to be a James Bond theme.
1: Oh wow!
0: And they uh, actually submitted it for No Time to Die, but the Eon didn't want something previously available. Yep.
1: I I have heard that actually I just I didn't know what it was called I I've heard the the Radiohead Bond, yeah track, wow, we,
0: I, I would I would love a Radiohead James Bond theme, yeah it's such a an interesting interesting history of that one. Oh, there was a version. Oh, they worked on a version for uh, the Avengers in ninety eight, the adaptation of the TV Avengers. Oh wow. Um, but uh abandoned it so that one never got finished so it's, it's a song that had been kicking around since 95 i think it yeah finally released uh for download in 2017
1: wow i i love those slow burners that have stories like that you know yeah i i feel like there's a few there's a few bowie ones i mean bring me the disco king not quite oh, yeah. so much but is is one of those um but i get ahead of myself <laughs>
0: Very true. All right. Well, uh, roll on to the next one. Let's do it. This is the second sexiest song ever written.
1: (laughs) I would die for you. I would die for you. I've been dying just to. garbage (laughs) garbage of course number one crush um so in retrospect this is incredibly lazy of me because this is also from the romeo and juliet soundtrack yep um actually the first track on the running order of the original soundtrack
0: so you (laughs) did some work you didn't you didn't just drop it in pull it out one and two
1: i guess i mixed them up a little bit i don't know it's very lazy um but that said
0: i wouldn't change a thing exactly yeah it's it just because it's lazy doesn't mean it was the wrong choice this is true
1: so yeah this is also a nelly hooper remix um i've just done a very sneaky uh google nelly hooper is a british record producer known for his work uh, with many major recording artists beginning in the late 80s. And one of the first ones that's popping up is a remix of Massive Attack's Unfinished Sympathy,
0: Okay, that
1: a massive track. Yeah. But yeah, to... this...
0: Sorry. Oh, I'm trying to think of what... Like, I swear I've seen a, a documentary, something revolving around Nellie Hooper, or a portion mm-hmm. of a documentary... Maybe it was just about, I was watching a Radiohead thing and it was about talk show host. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It looks like he's done quite a lot of stuff and mostly in that kind of like electro kind of trip hop kind of, yeah. well, not, not, not mostly, but you know, in that, in that kind of era. Wow. Yeah. Lots of soundtracks as well. Tank Girl.
0: Oh, cool. Tank Girl was fun.
1: Yeah. But yes, so yes. this this uh, this garbage track. It was another B side that that wasn't used on an album because apparently Garbage didn't think it was very good. Um, oh, interesting. So it it didn't end up on the album in the first place, and it's it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like um, what's the police track? Every breath you take. Every
0: breath you take. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's this song is about a stalker. It's not about healthy love. It's about, you know, obsessive, unhealthy love. Yeah. Um, and apparently Shirley Manson was a bit concerned that listeners wouldn't get that. Oh Um, yeah. I don't know. I I think it comes across,
0: but if, but if it doesn't, like if that, you know, then somebody who is kind of inclined toward that type of behavior would definitely pick up a, pick this up as a Mm. sign you know
1: well apparently one of the um you know executives at the record label one of their reasons for not including it on the album in the first place was because they thought someone would end up using it as a suicide note which i think is very very dark
0: very romeo Um, and juliet
1: but yeah it is very romeo and juliet and it kind of makes total sense how it ended up on the soundtrack like thematically
0: yeah thematically and sonically it that whole album is is fully like emotional and horned up and
1: Mm. i i think it's probably one of my top top three favorite soundtracks of all time it's just it's all killer no filler really really good i mean obviously i'm saying that with a very heavy dose of nostalgia sure sure you know it's a good
0: one i mean it's it's not as so basic as you're saying, like, oh, I love the Big Chill soundtrack. It's got it's got a little depth to the a depth of thought to it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no I, shade against the Big Chill <laughs> soundtrack. It is just maybe not even the fault of the soundtrack. Maybe it's it's the reaction to the soundtrack that has made those songs so basic in the mm. years since that.
1: I couldn't name a single song, so I will take your word for it. <laughs>
0: yeah i uh, off top of my head i can't either it's just thinking about nostalgia and soundtracks
1: yeah
0: so oh and another song um that does that that is uh that stalkery sort of song is possession by sarah mclaughlin
1: okay i did not know that
0: one yeah that's that's a really good one um uh, I would be the one to hold you down, uh, kiss you so hard, I'd take your breath away. These are things from letters that Sarah McLaughlin was sent. Um, oh. Yeah. And I think he may have sued for writing credit later.
1: <laughs> no, you're a stalker. You don't get anything. Yeah. Wow.
0: But, uh, That's really interesting. Year. It's a great song. There's a great piano version of it.
1: So that kind of reminds me, I'm going off on a tangent here, but um sure. Many years ago, uh, I heard about an album. There was a, oh, goodness, what was his name? I can't think. It's sort of kind of cabaret, twinkly piano kind of stuff.
0: Okay. He made like songs. A Barry Manilow? Or a...
1: No, 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 no. Kind of more kind of um, like imagine kind of 20s and 30s.
0: Oh, okay. Musical okay,
1: yeah, yeah. kind of stuff, but modern. Um, He made songs from fan letters to porn stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, obviously very dirty and hilarious, but a lot of them were very stalkery, as you'd imagine.
0: Would it have been, what's his name, who did the elements? Tom Lehrer?
1: Hang on, let me Google it. Let me Google it, because I can remember the name of one of them. It was called Yours Sincerely, Lionel. Is this it? This doesn't sound right. Hmm. No, I don't think that's right. Drive red five. Nah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, drive red five doesn't sound like what you were talking about at all.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. Um. But yeah, I guess there's there's quite a lot of material to be had in that uh that streak of of unhealthy obsession.
0: Yeah. Something that uh, is. Pretty human. It's yeah. it'll have, have occurred. Well, mm. I I think it's about half an hour. I think you okay calling it it there.
1: Yeah, sure. Two
0: songs um, out. Get the the two <laughs> Romeo and Juliet ones out of the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. um I you know there there are tracks that are not from the Romeo and Juliet <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah, um, which you can look forward to next time.
0: That's true. Yeah, you can find. uh I'll post the the full playlist. Um, on the Twitter and the Facebook, um, if you want to go out to ee slash IIS pod, it's easy to find linktree, uh, or IIS pod, and uh, I'll put a link to the YouTube in there, I think that'll be good to have. Uh, you know what I think about uh, the two songs we covered today? Mm. They're both great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're loving that soundboard, I, I
0: really am. I really am. I had to kind of work that one in. But... Jesus was cancelled.
1: <laughs> oh, I found it. I found it. Dirty oh, fan awesome. mail.
0: Dirty fan mail. That is
1: uh,
0: aptly titled.
1: Mail as in?
0: A-L-E. Boys. Yep. Gotcha.
1: There you go. Cool.
0: Well, that <laughs> is something to leave the beautiful babies with. Oh, anything you've been uh, consuming? Anything you want to pass along?
1: Um, I have just gotten around to watching the Peter Jackson Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. Oh and it's awesome. very good.
0: Yeah. Um I'm middle of the first episode, so you're in good company there.
1: Yeah, I it's one of those things, you know, there's so many good things to watch and everyone's recommending stuff. And yeah. but no, I finally got around to it. And yes, if you get the opportunity and have any interest in the Beatles whatsoever, I recommend it.
0: It is. I, I will say it's a cozy watch, like for okay. as much as they're supposed to be. And yeah, I've only, I haven't finished the first episode, but it is wild to watch the Beatles, like the band that exists, right, mm. in such a uh, casual mode, in such a personal mode.
1: Oh yeah, it's so intimate. Like you know, they're they're having. Tea and toasted marmalade, and just chatting. And yeah, it's it's very, yeah, it's weird. It's it's broken down a barrier for me that I didn't know was there. I don't know. It's just it's 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 a insight into them that is very interesting. And it sparked the conversation that I have now learned that my dad was in a hard day's night, which is yeah. insane.
0: That's me, <sighs> him and uh, Phil Collins. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was using a crowd scene. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, Beatles. Oh, the other thing that that really struck me in um Get Back is how corporate it's not. Like they're mm. able to just like throw out these ideas, and nothing is sponsored by Pepsi or powered by T-Mobile or anything like that. Oh
1: sure, sure.
0: Just yeah, you have any band of anywhere near this size, any recording artist anywhere near this would be just purchased from. But like before they started the project, mm. it would be fully, fully sponsored by Aldi. Yeah,
1: yeah, um,
0: yeah. My uh, my recommendation. I've only listened to a couple episodes of it. its a podcast called The King Cast, uh-huh. and it's it's a Stephen King podcast Oh Folks, damn! They, they have guests on they got great guests um kumail nanjiani has been on there uh there is like stephen king makes an appearance i haven't listened to that one so i don't know exactly the circumstances but um there's writers uh one that i listened to was the the fellow who directed the movie cube oh okay who also directed a couple episodes of the Paramount Plus uh, adaptation of The Stand. He was on there to talk about The Stand.
1: Mm. Have, have you seen that, the the new...
0: No, I, I listened to the audiobook, so I have this year mm. listened to The Stand. Um, and w- I feel like when I have time, I would like to watch that new miniseries.
1: Yeah. I, do you know, it's really weird because I loved... The sand and I started reading it at the start of the pandemic, which was a weird time to be reading that book. For sure. Um, but yeah, I couldn't get into the the TV series. Maybe I'll give it another go. Hmm. It's on uh, it's on Stars Play over here, but I think that's about the only place you can find it at the moment in the yeah. UK.
0: Oh, do you have over there? Because um, you you don't have HBO, right? So no. so you wouldn't have HBO Max because all three of Prince's um uh, films mm. if we're not counting sign of the times they're all up on hbo max because that's owned by warner brothers
1: mm. who's owned
0: by someone who's owned by now discovery the discovery channel um, oh that's
1: weird because yeah because that's disney isn't it well that's on oh, the disney national channel geographic is on ah disney yes Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah very close um but uh but yeah, so if there is something like that where Warner Brothers all the Warner Brothers stuff is together in a mm. hub. Or if if you've not you listener, but Zen, if you've got a, a VPN or something that can uh you know spoof that you're in the US, I can get you the login if you need something mm. like that. Yeah, this is not an open
1: offer to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Um I saw an ad for, for a VPN. Ujimi wants it the other day, which is all new to me. But maybe I'll investigate.
0: Yeah, I've I've used it to uh, watch World Cup, um, Oh, where, cool. like I uh, you know the BBC's got the episode or episodes word <laughs> has the matches up for free, but
1: yeah,
0: you have to be localized in mm. the UK to to get it. Uh, done that. I think CBC's done it as well. So I've done a little of that. Yeah, not, I
1: don't I don't, I don't know much. how legal it is. I feel a bit uncomfortable being like. Is it is it legal? I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's fine. It's just a little little workaround.
1: Yeah. It's a loophole. Yeah. We'll call it that. So. Righty.
0: Alright. Well that feels like a like an episode. Beautiful babies, as always. Jesus was cancelled.